Welcome to Chosen Generation Ministries with Pastor Paul Morgan. We are a non-denominational, multicultural ministry based in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. CGM helps to develop nurturing, healthy relationships with ourselves, others, and God. We are a conversational church that engages our congregation in an active dialogue that enhances their personal walk with Jesus Christ in all aspects of life. Let's join Pastor Paul. All the praise, all the honor for things that we think we did, you did it. You just gave us the ability, the talent, the insight, the revelation, the understanding to get it done. But we just want to thank you this morning. We want to thank you for how faithful you always are. When we accuse you of leaving us, you've already said you'll never leave or forsake us. So we know that we're missing it because you can't miss it. Because you are everything. You cannot fail. Because you are God and there is no equal there is none likened to you and we just thank you for this opportunity to be able to worship you to be able to thank you for your goodness your mercy your, your kindness your everlasting grace and mercy in Jesus name we pray and all in agreement say amen 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 you can have a seat so do we go ahead and do the confession let's do our opening confession that that that, that gets stuff on the inside of you it took me five years to write this prayer because every time I counseled somebody and dealt with somebody, I saw something that was, was trying to sneak by. Y'all know what, how we try to sneak by stuff. So it, it's done. It's complete. I'm satisfied with it because it says everything that God wants to be said. So let's do it. Y'all ready? Y'all, let's do it. Father, I choose to be open and receptive today. I humble myself, bearing my heart, my joys, and my pains. I thank you for restoring my wounded soul. I believe that I will not receive more than my humanity can bear. I ask that what is hidden in my conscious and unconscious mind, those secrets hidden from myself that block my growth and intimacy with God and others be revealed. Search me, Holy Spirit. Reveal these hidden hurts to me and show me the areas that must be addressed today. I give you permission to go to the points of inception of my hurts and hidden memories that are negatively impacting my life. I give you access to my heart and mind so that you may bypass any repression, denial, depression, disassociation, confusion, guilt, shame, condemnation, pride, unforgiveness, anger, fear, or lies that may be blocking my memories. Override any obstacles that have hindered me or are hindering me from receiving my freedom in you. I renounce and counsel the effects of receiving any accusations or lies into my mind, body, soul, and heart that is contrary to the truth of who you say that I am. I declare that I live my life loved, cherished, and adored by you. I receive in my heart every expression of your love for me. Because you love me, I am free of all guilt, shame, and condemnation. In Jesus' name, amen. Been talking about thriving in a crisis. And just want to give you something to write down. I hadn't asked you guys to write nothing down in a while. All right, so write this down. <laughs> so when stuff happens, like the shootings and the things of that nature, like the person that went into the hospital just a few days ago, then we try to make sense of it. But write this down. Our mistake is we try to make sense of the insensible. Our mistake is to try to make sense of the insensible. 
it won't make sense. Because the word says in a lot of days, men's hearts will fail them for fear. It also says that in, in 2 Timothy, it talks about how that they'll be void of a conscience, be lovers of themselves, meaning that as long as I get what I want, I don't care what you, you're missing, what I took from you. And so he's already telling us in advance what's taking place. But I want to make this clear that in a crisis, you must do something. Now, understand what that means? So if I'm just standing there, I'm just sitting here, and I'm not just talking about shootings. I'm talking about if you're in financial lack or you have a problem with lack, if, if there is something going on with your children, something going on with your relationship, your relationship you got to do something. You got to take action. And what does take action look like in that situation? You just can't just lay there and hope it gets better. You got to tell it to get better. You just don't sit there. You just don't stand. And when I'm talking about stand, I mean just stand with nothing going on. I'm just standing. I'm going to watch. I'm going to see. Hopefully it'll get better. It won't unless you take the authority that God has placed within you. You have to do something. Don't cuss me out on this one. I know Christians cuss. Y'all know Christian cuss? Raise your hand. Y'all know Christian cuss. Okay. All right. So don't cuss me out. But you can't just pray without action and without direction. When you're praying, you're praying for direction on how to deal with this crisis. Holy Spirit, show me what I need to know about this. Show me what are my next steps. Show me how to do it. Show me how to go about it. Who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to contact? So don't just pray just for prayer. Pray with action attached to it, with direction that, that God is going to give you, with discernment so you can know what's running that, that, that situation. So it's not the people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. So those high places, the wickedness, the spirits, the evil spirits are talking to somebody about you. Well, you know, you know you need to do this. They getting ready to promote you where you know you got to get her out of the way or him out of the way. But you come against those things. It's not the person that looks like the person. Now, the person has to be used. They have to be obedient that they would go along and go against those things. You understand? But watch what you do. Watch your response to crisis. You're already hearing it now. Gas is uh, in, in some place uh, is already $10 a gallon. So you saw ours in the Richmond area go up five, uh, what was it, five, 15 cents in a day. So you know what you need to do. <laughs> you, you need to make some adjustments in your finances, but you also need to give. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I said a cuss word in church. <laughs> Curly and I financially debt-free. Only thing we got is a mortgage. It's because God told us when I went to him and she went to me and we talked together, we said, how are we going to get out of debt? God said, I'll tell you how you're going to do it. He said, you're going to give your way out of debt. No amen on that. I heard a grunt over on this side. Thank you for your grunt, sister. Thank you for your grunt. I heard it. You got to give your way out of that. Because if you, see, see, y'all ready for this? Write this down. I'm going to say it first, then you write it, Megan. All right, you ready? <laughs> when you ask God for a miracle, he's going to give you a seed. See, we're looking for the miracle, miracle, but he's going to give us a seed. He's going to give us something we need to sow towards the victory that we just asked for. You understand what I'm saying? So if you ask him for a job, then he's going to give you a seed. The seed is apply for one. 
That's what he was saying. He said, have you applied? You need to apply for one. Then once you apply for one, I'm going to make sure that that, uh, that information is seen by the people in charge of hiring. I'm going to have angels whispering in their ear your name ahead of time. So when they come across that application, they're going to say, that name, I've heard that all night long. Because your ministering angels went to their house and were talking about your name all night long. You see how that seed worked? All you had to do was apply for the job. And it started from there. But see, you want him, somebody knock on your door. I pray to God for a job, and, and you want human resources to come to your house. <laughs> see, that, that, that's what I'm talking about when I say you just stay there. But you got to watch what you do. You got to watch what you say. Nobody will ever hire me. Now, how are you supposed to get a job if God said, your word has been stout against me? Meaning that when something is not going right, you got to check and see what you have said. Because he said, if your word, not my word, your word has been stalled against me. He want to send angels to bless you, but they got to stop at the door because you said, God don't even think about me. God never answered my prayer. You got to repent of that stuff. I mean, it ain't even getting started yet. This is just the, the, the warm up. <laughs> can, can you watch what you do? So what action is applied? What action needs to be applied to what you believe in God for? Uh-oh. Y'all think about what you believe God for. Y'all shout it out what you believe God for. Start on this side. Just shout it out. Clean up on my finances. Healing on my children. All right, this side. Babies on babies on babies. All right, all right. Healing for my daughter. New position. So what are you going to do about that? What's your part in that? What do you need to do? What do you need to say? But the bottom line, after all that, you got to encourage yourself. Because can I tell you something about people? If you, you have relationships, some of those relationships don't like it when you outgrow them. I'm going to go over on this side too. I'm going to go over this. <laughs> have everybody that you know friends with was excited that you got promoted? Okay, let me check this side out. Have, have So you need to cut them loose. Because, see, if you can't be excited for my excitement, what kind of friend are you? Or are you one? Well, that's not a good. You, you shouldn't take that job, even though they're paying $5,000 extra. You shouldn't take that job. Because what, 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 what? Would I be making more than you? But I don't want, I'm the one to pray you in a job and excited about yours? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay. All right. So I'm going to shift focus for a second. Can I shift? Because y'all mature enough. Mind my own business. Y'all know what happened when I mind my own business. So I want you to write this down for your children. I'm going to say it first. I was talking to God, and I said, so, so Father, how can we protect our children? Oh, they're going to school, or they're going to the, the war, or they're going to, to a, a, a new job, or they're going to college. He says, when you kiss your children before they go to school. Now, you can change that, that word any, any way you want, college, job, whatever. When you kiss your children, child, before they go to school, you tell them, I will see you after school because you are alive and well. See, the Bible says, call things that be not as though they were. So you're kissing your child or you're saying, uh, you know, have a great day. I'll see you after school. Because you are alive and well. 
Now, they can't be dead if they're alive and well. You just call something that be not as though it already existed. So if that child or that situation is coming up, the last thing that child is hearing to make that decision in the crisis is, but I'm alive and well. So I have to go past this. A car can't kill me. A person can't shoot me. A man can't hurt me because I am Now, y'all got a problem with that y'all talk to God about because he's the one told me to tell you. You are. You're telling the child. And that's the last thing they heard as they went to where they were supposed to go. That I am. Well, my mom said or my dad said, I'm alive and well. So it must be true. So what's going to drive them is the fact of what you told them. Now, we got some parents to tell the child for the least school. Boy, you are never mounting nothing. You just like your daddy. You just like your mama. So, so what they go to school with? Or where they go? Whatever they going, what they going with? The teacher tells them you made an A on that and that you must have made a mistake. Because what did you say to your child? Y'all got it? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to th start the message now. <laughs> <sighs> grateful, grateful, grateful. I'm up here walking today. I was on, it, it was special. But anyway, let me go ahead to thrive in the name of Christ. <laughs> so a crisis, the definition was intense, difficulty, trouble, or danger. We, we can look at something, but we got to decide, is that true for us? Can it be different? Can I change that? It's a turning point for recovery or death. So at that moment of crisis, you have to decide. And when I'm talking about crisis, I'm not just talking about death. Or dying. I'm talking about a situation that comes up in your family, in your relationship. When, when, when you, you uh, have $300 in the bank and you over, uh, what do you call it? Overextend? Overdraft? And they talk about 500 That's a crisis to somebody because you might have to call somebody in. What, what if you're at school, at college, and you overspend and you got to call your parents and say, Mama, Daddy. So which one y'all gonna call? Which what, what, what side? This side. Which, which one you gonna call, Mama, Dad? If you overextended, mama. you gonna call Mama? <laughs> Why you gonna call Mama? She the only one oh, Mama gonna come to the rescue. What this side? Mom. Mom? Why y'all say Mom? Y'all call Mom. She the only one. <laughs> y'all hear what he said? He said Mom is the only one gonna pick up. <laughs> Oh, that was a good one, brother. That was a good one. <laughs> During a crisis, you got to decide, is this for better or for worse? When something is going on, is this for better or is it for worse? Is it better that I get past this or is it worse? You know, because sometimes a situation can come up where God is trying to move a person out of your, your life. So is that better or worse? Better. Okay. All right. It's decision-making time. It's decision-making time where it's time where you ran from it all this time, and now is the time and the place where you got to make a decision. What you going to do? And now is the time. What you going to do? Don't wait. I'll figure it out tomorrow. No, you need to. It's been going on for a while. What's the longest something been going on you, you know you need to bring a, a, a conclusion to? You can shout it out. Five years, two years, ten years? Three years? Many years. Many years. Okay. <laughs> he said, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Many years. 
but it's time. If I'm teaching on this now, it's time to make the decision. But check this out. But some people, what happens when a crisis happens, it's a personal shutdown. They just shut down. They don't want to talk to nobody. They hide in the house. They don't want to go to work. They don't want to get better. They just sh- totally shut down. But guess what? When they, or if they decide to come back, they still got to come back to the problem. You can sleep all you want, but eventually you're going to wake up. And you got to you, go ahead and solve the issue. Write this down. Crisis create opportunities. Now, I'm, I'm just going to look at the food industry for a quick second since uh, my family, we like to eat out a lot. <laughs> and they, they said, amen. <laughs> and Chick-fil-A, what did Chick-fil-A do? They created one line. They already had one line. Then it was a second line. Then a third line. And they just, they, they saw this crisis as an opportunity. So what, what can we do with this? If we know people don't want to eat at home. So, so can we create a line? Then they got the people outside before. Now they got the people outside with the iPads. Uh, they was giving you receipts. Now they, they say, well, do you need a receipt? Because they're just trying to think of how fast we can get you through the line. So that created opportunity. When we, we were meeting virtually, we decided we're going to knock down the wall. So this whole section over here, boom, knocked out office, our uh, uh, classroom, knocked out a whole bunch of stuff just so we could have more space. So it created an opportunity for us. Instead of a crisis, we turned the crisis into an opportunity. What is it that you need to turn into an opportunity? What is it that you need to make that adjustment to? Because it is anything that comes at us in, and we are in Christ, he's going to show us a way out. But how many of y'all raise your hand if it's true? If it's true, I'm going to raise mine first. You, 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 you don't want to listen to what God telling you to do how to get out. Anybody ever did that? Okay, I know we got spiritual people that, that listen to every time God tells them to do something. And he provides a way of escape. And, and, and instead of going right, we'll go left. That's left. That's, that's left this way. Y'all see what I'm saying? But that crisis that was supposed to destroy you, you're looking for a job. What did they say? We got 11 million job openings? Somebody not a plan for something. <laughs> 11 million. You ever heard that number before? What was a crisis is your way out of that. What, what you consider, what the world considers a crisis, he's trying to tell you, I'm ready to promote you. Not just going to promote you, but I'm going to give you good money that wasn't available at that same job before. All right, I got a yes, Lord, over there. I got a grunt and a yes, Lord. I'm just telling you guys. How can you turn the crisis into an opportunity? I told you, Carolyn and I creed. This is our, our, our mantra for life. Holy Spirit, show us what we need to know. So see, how, just ask the Holy Spirit about that. This situation, I just got this from the bank, or I just got this from this, I just got this from that. So Holy Spirit, show me what I need to know. See, the, the, this is the thing where we miss it. We, 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 we think we got to figure it out. So when you figure out, put, put your hand up. I'm, I'm going to get y'all working today. Put, put your hand up like, like tunnel vision, okay, and close one eye. So, so all you see is what through that little tunnel vision, right? Now, Move, remove your, your, the tunnel vision. That's what happens. When we try to figure it out, we go tunnel vision. But when we ask him to show us what we need to know, we see everything. Everything. We see who to avoid, who to approach, when to approach it, how to approach it, what time to approach it, when to step back, when to step forward, when to lay down, when to get up. And see, we ain't got to figure all that out. 
But when we were using tunnel vision, what happened is, well, you got to try, I don't know what, I didn't see that car over there. I didn't know I hit that. I didn't know I ran over that. Didn't know I hit a flat tire. But he's going to show you. He'll, he'll wake you up and say, hey, I know you normally go to work at 830, but you got a flat tire, so you need to get up at 8. Well, Lord don't know what he's talking about. I tell you, I'm, I'm going to eat my bagel. <laughs> Guys, a lot of stuff, we're walking into the crisis. We walk into it. He tells us, don't do it. <laughs> so let's step. Steps in, the, in a crisis. Do I want to live or die? You in the midst of the crisis, you got to make a decision right then. You don't make the decision after something is gone. You make the decision when you see it. And the question is, do I want to live or die? So something make this real easy for you. Holy Spirit, would you mind showing us this thing that we have overlooked and we don't even realize that it's a crisis? Would you mind showing us what that is so that as I am teaching, they'll be able to, to plop, plop this area. Okay, that, that, that's, that's what this applies for. That's what this needs. That's what adjustment I need to make. So just close your eyes and just receive it. And just raise your hand real quickly once he starts to show you that crisis. I see you. 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 He's showing us it's going to be an image or it's going to be a word. And he's showing you what that crisis is so you can hear. I see you. And those online, just let me know, Shell. I mean, uh, who got it? Faith. Faith, let me know. I see you. He's showing us the crisis that we overlooked, that we made a decision not to look at. We're going to look at it today. I see you. I see you. Okay, you can open your eyes. And just for the sake of time, can you shout it out? Those feel comfortable, shout out what, what he showed you was a crisis. So that way the mic people don't even have to come to you. Do you feel comfortable sharing? I mean, all you got to do is just say a word like, like, abundance, finances, job, finances, relationships, health, finances, leadership, phone call avoidance. Anybody else? Got to move on it. What else? Anybody else? Opportunities. Okay. All right. But do I want to live? Now, now, I'm going to make it personal in this area. Do I want to live in this area or live free from this area? So the people who live in the midst of a crisis, they made a decision that I want to live and not die. I don't want to die in this area. I don't want to die in finances, in a lack of finances. I don't want to die with my health being the way it is. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, it says, and y'all know this one. Yeah, y'all know it, but are you doing it? That's the thing right there. I, I be looking at people. They, they, they be looking like, hey, go again. Well, if you got it, I wouldn't have to go again. So I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you that I have set before you life and death. Did, did, did they have anything in the middle of that one? It's either you're living or you're dead. The sad part is being dead while you're living. When you're dead while you're living, you're waiting on something to change that you have the authority to fix or to walk in victory or thriving in. But we keep looking away thinking it's going to change itself. See, this is the thing about God. He put mankind as authority in the earth. 
We want to see something different. We got to say it. We got to do it. We got to live it. Okay, that was quiet. I didn't get up. But anyway, Carol, I'm, I'm going to stay with it, though. I'm going to stay with her. Because, see, I'm choosing life. Let me go on. I see your hand over there in a second. So, do I want to live or die? Blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. You got people watching you to see how you're going to respond. How are you going to react in a situation? I, I was looking at, I, I see you, though. I was looking at uh, this documentary about Navy SEALs. One dude got shot 19 times, and he still fought back. Still fought back and warned. So finally, after he finished, he closed his eyes. They were zipping him up in the bag, you know, because it's over. And one of the guys heard on the inside, check him one more time. They unzipped the bag, and they saw his eyes blink. But let me tell you what they did to bring him back. Y'all ready? They start beating on him. You understand? Because they had to get him to a place where he stopped thinking about the pain and thinking about, I got to stop these guys from beating me. You see what I'm saying? And that's how we got to switch up on certain things, guys. Do you want to live or not? You got to shock yourself in reality. I want to live. I got stories to tell. I got ministry to finish. I got a job to do. Now, now, now go ahead, somebody over there. Raise their hand. <laughs> I was just going to say that everybody needs to go see Top Gun Maverick because um, that it displays this uh, point about do I want to live or not. It was a mission that was impossible. Uh -huh. And Tom Cruise is like, but I'm going to train them to come back home. There it is. And it also shows self-talk, like okay. how Pastor always tells us. He's self-talking his way through the mission. And it's just really a good, awesome movie that y'all should see. Yeah, my daughter treated me yesterday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was a Friday. It was Friday. She treated me. Uh, uh, what's Blaze? Set a bistro. So I ordered most expensive thing on the, the list. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. She, she, hey, Sharon, she tried to get me, though. She said, yeah, this right here is real good right here. I, I, I looked at the price. That was 12. I, I, I went on down to us. Went on down to that 17 one. She didn't say nothing. No, she was cool. She was cool. She was cool. <laughs> Somebody else had the hand up, I think. All right? So blessing or cursing. You get to determine whether your life is blessed or whether it's cursed. If you live in a cursed life, stop it. You have authority over it. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I've lived this way before, but I'm not going to live this way anymore. So that, that question is yours. If you got a family, family tree, people die at such and such age, you got to decide. Are you going to live or are you going to die? Yes, ma'am. Yes, I was so down in depression. But God gave me the glory and mercy in my family. Okay. He brought me through. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you. All right. So what did she decide? Yeah. She said she's going to live. All right. Let's go to the second one. All right. Now, so if once we decided we want to live, we got to focus on what we have. Uh-oh. We got to focus on what do we have. So if we're looking at finances, well, what do we have? Y'all throw some stuff that we would have in finances if we're trying to get out. What we got? We got debt? <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? I appreciate the honesty, sir. <laughs> All right, so now we know we got that. We got one over there. <laughs> Prescriptions we don't need. Prescriptions we don't need. Subscriptions. Okay. How, how many are Netflix, Hulu? See, y'all trying to act like y'all look at TV. That's that what they're trying to do, Nelson. That's what they're trying to do. So what do we have? 
we already determined we wanted to live. What do we have? Go ahead. Okay, things that we can sell. Okay, all right. What else? What do you have? You you, you know your situation. What do you have? Time for another job. Okay, all right. Okay, time for another job. So she says this is what she has. She has time to look for another job. What else? Oh, oh, you're talking about gifts and talents. You you, you can, yeah, yeah, that you can charge for. You see me walking closer to Kelly. Because I'm like, nah, honey, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> She's doing all, all her stuff anyway. I, the other day I had to call her, pull her to the side, say, hey, babe, nah, 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 nah. If you don't mind, see, I ain't going, you shouldn't do this. See, see, we mess up when we let do that stuff. Honey, is there another way if somebody else can do that? See how cool that was? Can, honey, can somebody, look, watch my hand, though. But, honey, can somebody else do that? <laughs> what, 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 what my hand doing? Huh? Moving it out the way. See, I'm teaching y'all this stuff, but you just got to follow through. You want to have a good marriage? Wives, you, you, you want a good marriage with your husband? Men are designed to be bragged on. Uh-oh, somebody said, uh-uh. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it. I'm going to go on this side. So, you know, when we, you tell us we, we planted that flower good, then, man, that just boosts us up. Now, guys, are y'all going to leave me out there, or is it true? Or y'all don't care what your wife say about you? Huh? What do you say? It's true? Shoot, man, Curly bought these plants. You know I don't put my hand in no dirt. You know, I put my plastic gloves on, though. I put my gloves on. Miss Lee, I put my gloves on. And, and so this is what I did. So, you know, first, first play, it was four of them. First one, she, she did, and I, I stepped in and helped out a little bit. And she was looking at me real special, because I was, like, turning the plan up and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I wasn't trying to do it, but I ain't know. So, so then she just said, well, honey, wait a minute. Let, let, let me show you something. See, see how she talked to you? Well, well, honey, let me show you something. See what she did with her hand? Like, stop. <laughs> so even the cats were watching. The cats were watching Porter. The cats were looking, see, okay, what is he doing? So I saw it, and then I, I saw her get up to go do something else. So I said, this is my opportunity. See, I turned the crisis, okay? Okay, all right, I turned it. So, you know, while she was over messing with something, cooking something, I started doing it. I, I followed through what she did. Because, see, I got to get me some tools. You know, I go out to the garage, and I got to get, get me a special this and that. And I started doing it. And when she turned around, she said, honey, this look good. What happened to my chest? <laughs> see, I'm Superman now. I, I'm the plant man. So then, you know, I, I did the other two. She, she gave me a walk off. I said, honey, I got this. Notice the hand. Honey, I got this. So then next day I know she cooked me something special. So I'm just telling y'all, you want to get to us and not just feeding us? You got to give us compliments. Man, dude, that was awesome. I mean, we can just cut the grass. Hey, hey, let the grass look good. I like how you cut it. See, see people don't want Okay, I'm just telling y'all. Y'all can do what you want but you need to focus on what you have. You have him. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. All right, let me keep going. <laughs> For who, who, whoever has to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. So whatever you have, so focus on what you have. What do you have? What can you do with what you have? How can you make that better? But whoever does not have, 
even what he has will be taken away from him. See, that thing powerful, man, when you look at it. That is powerful. You don't take care of the car you got, don't be surprised if it's taken away. Now, God's not going to take it away, but if you're not taking care of it, you're not changing the oil, you're not doing the tires right, you're not doing inspection, different things of that nature. That's what I'm trying to say. Amen? So you got to focus on what you have. So financial thing, what do we have? We have that. What else? We got bills. We need to write them down, see what they look like, see what, how much money do we bring in, how can we bring in more, what can we cut out, anything else we can do about finance? Get a roommate, okay, all right. Tired, okay. Anybody else? Huh, budget, okay. Make some sacrifices. Eat out once a week. You're going to save a lot of money like that. <laughs> Cut some credit cards up. Give more than your tithes. Okay, you're talking about tithes and offerings. Okay, okay, all right. Anybody else? We even got some people peeping at us back there, peeping through the, through the max. All right, I'm just telling you, they listening. Oh, let's go back for a second. What can you do in a relationship? If you're having a problem in a relationship, what can you focus on? What do I have? The positives? Okay, I just gave an example. What else, can, what, what else can you do? Can you get help? Can I tell y'all something? If somebody's been married for 15 times, don't talk to them. <laughs> if you got relationship issues, don't talk to somebody been married 15 times. Okay? Because it didn't work. What do you think they're going to tell you? you? Don't get married. But what was the common? Okay, see, see y'all, y'all, see y'all messing, with, y'all messing with me now, y'all messing with me now. See, we get healed of stuff. So when you need help in an area, if you're gonna call on somebody, call on somebody that has a successful relationship. If you know your mom and dad didn't have one, don't talk to them about it, cause they're gonna say what? I told you not to murder that boy, or that girl anyway. That's not the help you need. Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> okay, okay, I'm gonna leave y'all alone. I'm gonna leave y'all alone. All right, so we're gonna focus on what we have. Help is available. Get it. Access quickly. Why did I say quickly? What I don't have. So the second one was focus on what I have. Okay. The third one is access quickly what I don't have. Because see, you don't want to stay over there. Because if you stay over there, you just want to listen and want to listen quickly. What don't I have? Because Proverbs chapter 27 verse 23 says, be diligent. The Bible got everything in it. It says, be diligent to know the conditions of your flocks. We could change that too. Be diligent to know the condition of your relationships, the condition of your finances, the condition of your job, and pay attention to your herbs. Herbs, where the problem is, where the challenge is, for riches are not forever. So something's going to go down. You got to prepare yourself for that. Follow me? But you, we have to know the condition of where we are. But how fast are we supposed to do it? So getting help might take a while, but this right here you want to do in, a, in an hour or two. You don't want to let this linger. Because you want to know what's wrong so that you can get it right. Am I talking to anybody? Okay. Yes, sir. I might come your way. Access it quickly. Because, you know, you got people that like to live in the past. Past ain't working on this one, guy. The past got me into what I'm into. So that means, I mean, I can think about like a, a situation like you look at all your bills and stuff mm -hmm. to see where okay. you're at. Is uh -huh. that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. So you, you got to find out what's wrong so you can fix it. Okay. But you don't want to make that two-day thing. So get you your favorite drink, your favorite snack, and you pull your bills up. You know, certain things are painful. I try not to do it at home. You understand what I'm doing? Go outside in the yard. Go, go, go to a restaurant that you know you're not coming back to. <laughs> you don't want to sit at your favorite table and deal with something that's ugly. Because the mind says, table, ugly. You follow me? 
Why do you think businesses that fail, they'll either tear down the building, repaint it, reconstruct it, redo something to it, because the last person that moved in that building, whenever you rode by and you saw that they went out of business, that's what the next person is going to do. This, this lady across the street that deal in antiques, I mean, she just redid that whole building. I mean, got grass outside. The other place didn't have no grass, okay? She headed uh, Stockholm instead of the brick, took all the windows out and made them black and so forth and so on, and still, still doing stuff to it. Because when, when people ride by, she wanted them to think, that's a new building. So you don't want to do anything that's intense and ugly in your house. I said it. I'm looking at the clock. I'm not looking at anybody. You understand what I'm saying? Because you, you, you're going to remember it. There's certain people that hurt you, and the other the person that hurt you, they drove a certain car. When you see that car, you just get start to growl. You start to, you know, you know if you, you, you dated a light-skinned man and, and my size and so forth and so on. You didn't date me, though. <laughs> if they hurt you, what you going to see when you see a light-skinned guy? My size. Okay? I mean, just uh, uh, my, 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 my son-in-law, he has this saying, he said, common sense is not what? Common. He'll say it in a minute. Common sense is not common. <laughs> but I'm just telling you how to, to, to do something that you don't want to do. Find a nice place, not at your house, not in your car. Don't do it in your car, because that's what you got to drive, right? <laughs> I got, okay, all right. Number four, now move. Hebrews chapter 11 says in the Amplified, it says, now faith. What is faith? Now faith is the assurance, the life, life deed, confirmation of the things hoped for, the divinely guaranteed, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact. See, the doctors can tell you there is no cure, but God's word is the fact. By his stripes you are healed. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. I'm telling you this thing is real. It's real, guys. We got testimonies that, that are going to be shared within the next few weeks where it says this, but because they believe God's word, they saw it as a fact, regardless of what other people said. So when I say that, you see that, that word now is in caps? Corey and them know it. When, when he and Lord and I go cycling, when we get to a certain place, I, this is what I say, now. When I go now, that means everything that's in me that was in reserve comes to the surface. I'm, I'm going to tell y'all a secret. Y'all ready for a secret? Yeah. When we're ready to quit, we still have 40%. We have only dealt with 40% of what's on the inside of us. That's big when you think about it. So when we're ready to quit and we stay, we tired, we can't do it, we can't move another thing, we can't lift another thing, we can't think another thought, that's on, we've only used 40%. So, uh, I mean, if y'all can add this up, you got your phone. So 100 minus 40 is what? 60. So we got 60% that's untapped. You guys have seen me over there when I was dealing with stuff on the outside, and you see me come up, and you see me do that, that's my way of saying now. Now is the time. Let's do it. Holy Spirit, it's me and you. You told me that when I move, you would manifest. I'm spitting on somebody, baby. Just my spit, my spit. We good, we good. Amen. But you got to have your word that you're going to lock into, you're going to go into, and everything stops to hear what your, your mind has to stop to hear what your mouth has to say. So if you don't say, now, now, now is my thing. Now you can use now, you can do, but whatever you use, you got to believe it. And it's like, I'm going to be going up an incline. When I say now, I'll take off. What's your word you're going to use? 
that no matter when you use it, no matter how tired you are, no matter how many people come against us, no matter how many times you fall, you're going to get back up. But you got to say something. You got to say something. Don't be fussing at the doctor because the doctor gave you a report. You, oh, okay, thank you. You gave me a name, which is above, his name is above that name you just gave me. No, I mean, it's over, man. It's over. You got to say now. What's now for you? When? Okay. Okay. She, she just got one. Hers is when? What's yours? Let me shout it out. Go ahead. Get up. Okay. There it is. Do something. Okay. All right. Scream. Okay. All right. What else? What do you say? Okay. All right. Who else? Victory. Okay. Now, those people that just said it, I want y'all to say it with attitude. We're going to start over here. So it's boom, 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 boom. Okay, there it is. Victory. Okay. Do something. Oh, there it is. Okay. Ah! Okay. All right. You heard it, didn't you? Get on. Oh, she sung that day. <laughs> but guys, I'm telling you. What do you say? Walk on. Okay. Just get attitude with the thing. We, we get attitude when we want to. Get attitude when you want to win. Amen. I like to have every head bowed and every eye closed. Now. <laughs> Father, we worship you. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you in advance that you are God. You're not surprised by what you see. You, you told us, but it's up to us to make sure that we read, hear, and understand what you're telling us about the future. Because you've already prepared us that we won't be here, not because of death, but because of your glory. When we hear you, you're going to call for us, and we're going to disappear just like that. And we're going to be in your presence from now until over and over until eternity, which never ends. So we thank you that we have the opportunity to get born again so that we will know where we will spend eternity. We won't have to guess. We don't have to be concerned because you have provided it all. So for those who are watching, those who might be listening on your on your phone as you're driving, we thank you for this opportunity to, that you are listening, that you are, if you can, you are watching for the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The same way that you use your mouth to talk, it's the same way you'll use your mouth to be saved. So those in the audience will agree with me by saying the confession with me, and this is what you'll do to get born again. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you said in your word, in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead. That I'm saved. I'm born again. I have eternal life. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving me the Son. That in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. You're born again, guys. So just, just go on chosenrva.com and you can go to the new members part of the, um, the text. And it'll tell you, my wife and I have done videos that will explain to you what just took place. Because it's extremely important for you to know what you got. Because if you don't, the enemy will come and try to steal back what you just received. Amen? Amen. It's Thank you for joining us. Please visit our website, ChosenRVA.com, and check in with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at ChosenRVA. We hope you'll join us again soon.